Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. It's another one of our Cheltenham Festival big preview specials. This week we're focusing on the novice hurdlers and the novice chasers. My name's Lewis Tomlinson. Sat next to me, as always, is Jim Watson. Hello. Some really, really interesting races to talk about this year. The young up-and-comers over hurdles and over fences. You've got a few big fancies, Jim. Yeah, we, we both like horses in the Albert Bartlett. We we have a strong fancy in the tri- uh, in the Triumph, and also we've got got some nice JLT horses as well. Yeah, well, lost in translation for you. <laughs> I know we'll get that in there as well. Just just so that you don't spend half an hour talking about him like you do every single day. All uh, right, I think it's time we get get on with the show. Uh, start talking about the Supreme Novices Hurdle, the first race, the, the opener of the festival. And then comes Slade House. Kalashnikov levels up for the last flight of hurdles with a length and a half lead. Mengli Khan in second. Somerville Boy getting back into it. Now on the right, the pale jacket at the last. Kalashnikov still by a length to Mengli Khan second. Somerville Boy in third. Paloma Blue behind those. Running towards the line. Kalashnikov. Somerville Boy is coming to get him. There was a race towards the line. Somerville Boy getting up to Kalashnikov in second. Mengli Khan in third place. And for the Supreme, they bet General 11 to 4, the favourite Al Dancer, 3 to 1 available as well. 7 to 2, Fakir Dudari, 6s and 5s for Angel's Breath, 7s, 8s, Alexia Denutsen, 10s, General Mr. Fisher, 12s and 11s for Grandson C. Classical Dream can be back from between 8 to 1 and 14 to 1. Not sure whether he's going to go here or the Ballymore. Aramon as well, about 10s. Then bigger prices for Felix Deji. Vizian Donners about 14s and Itchy Feet, Thomas Darby, who are both of whom I quite like for the race. Jim, I guess we'll start with the favourite Al Dancer. Yeah, uh, he did nothing wrong last time. He won the Betfair Hurdle impressively, I thought, and I'm looking to oppose him here, personally. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same. And he's, he's Not that he's done anything wrong, I just think he's too short and there's possible better horses in this race in time. He's slightly keen in his races. The Supremes normally run at a fast tempo, so that'll suit him. He, he thoroughly deserves to be favourite, but he won't be having my money. No, I'd, I, I'd, I'd be thinking along very, very, very similar lines, if I'm honest, Jim. The thing with Alonso, I watched the Betfair again yesterday, and I, I was more impressed second time round than I was first. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it was a vintage Betfair, Blue Cavalier and Magic Dancer were third and second. Mm. It's not, it's not great. For he, look, he, he, he did the job well. He did the job well, but it, it, it happens so often that you have a Betfair hurdle winner, well supported mm. for the triumph. You know, Kalashnikov, Baliande, my tent or yours. How often do they win it? Not very often. No, I, I, no, and at, at odds of. Three to one, I think he's opposable. Yeah, I think he's very, very opposable. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the winner. Is 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 he value? Not at all. Not for me. Not at all. Fakir Dudari, the juvenile. We're thinking he's gonna go here. Sir Eric will be the yards candidate for the triumph. He'll be getting weight away from all, and he did the job really well last time on trials day. I was really impressed with this, and I've been a lead protagonist of saying that he should go to the Supreme. He beat Fine Brunello easily in the Grade 2 uh, trial at Cheltenham and 
he, for me, is the most likely winner of this race. I, I've been, I, I think he's had so much experience in France. He, he's been jumping probably since he was a yearly because these French breads jump early on and get them into a hard rhythm. And he will have equally as much as experience as these, even though he's a year younger than him. And I think he will be my selection for this race. How how much do you think he has to make up with these older horses? It's, it's a hard it's hard for four year olds. It's we've seen in recent years triumph hurdle winners that have struggled in higher company. Next the next season, for example, we have a dream this season. Yeah. He blitzed home in that Aintree race, and we all thought, wow. And then this season, he's been disappointing. He he might still need to improve, but the fact that he's getting so much weight. Eight, eight pounds is it I think it's unreal so I, I think he'd be full value and I can't see him out the first three uh, yeah I, I like Fakir Dudri I just I, I just worry slightly about how much the juvenile form is worth compared you know the horses he were beating Fine Brunello what was 28 to 1 on the day yeah you know, he, he's he's a Fred Winter horse rather than a Triumph horse. A Jarley, maybe slightly disappointing. The back end of this season. You look, you couldn't have been any more impressed with what he did do on it uh, last time out. But I don't know. I don't know. I've 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 got the feeling he's going to be a big price winner of the Supreme Jim. Mm-hmm. I've got a I've got a feeling he'll be a big price winner. Angel's breath. Next in the market, anti-post favourite for a long way, beaten at Kempton the last time by Southfield Stone. He was pushed out to about 11s. I guess, put, I guess people decided that the bookies overreacted back into 6s and 5s. Do you know what? I quite liked what he did at Kempton. I know he didn't win, but I, I was, I was, I'd have been happy. If an I, educational I was, ride, I think he got given. Yes, very much so. And it was very similar to the Vedana Blue ride. Similar to just beating Bouvardere that Nico de Boinville didn't go for everything did he and I think that Angel's breath at the time if I knew he was 11s I would have probably backed him each way because he was impressive on his hurdle start at Ascot and for Nicky Henderson to pitch one of his first time out novice hurdlers in a grade 2 must make him think he's of a high standard Was it a good grade 2 though? Danny Kerwin? Fish will do nicely in behind who's been beaten. Seddon who's a one thirties horse. Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from. They're taking out of Thomas Darby sort of let that race down yeah. a bit, I thought. Look, don't get me wrong, the reputation Angel's breath has is massive. Mm. You know, Henderson's never never shied away from the fact that he thinks his horse is quality. I'd I wouldn't be surprised if he came on for his run at Kempton. I really wouldn't, and I think he's a player. Do you think that the distance between the two races will make a hard difference because he's not had long to recover from that Kempton race? Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I, I, that, that wouldn't be a worry for me. A master trainer like Henderson should probably really get the job done. In oh, the end, yeah, of course. And I, I think he only really ran at Kempton due to the... He couldn't run at Ascot, could he? Hmm. Due to the flu uh, situation. He's... He'd be, he'd kind of be on my well maybe not my shortlist but I'd have I'd have him I think he's a contender yeah I think he's a contender Alexia Denuts has still I think on slightly being slightly underappreciated for what he's achieved this season he's done a lot this season especially winning over course and distance 
that string of ones next to his name is no bad thing at all. He won the Tolworth and he's winning these decent novice hurdle races throughout the season. And if you look at the form of the Tolworth... Working out really well. Really, really strong. Grand Sancy went and won the Kingwell. And then Southfield Stone went and beat Angel's Breath, as we've talked about previously. So I like Alexia Danoops. I think he's solid. And I think he'll be in the first three. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Look, there's been a lot of support for him over the past couple of days as well. And it's the sort of profile I normally like for a Supreme horse. Mm. I don't know what it is about him, though. He's never just... I've never. Was quite... it the fact that when he was a juvenile last year and he never he never performed or... Yeah, it was with Hobbs, wasn't it? Yeah, and this season he's improved ten times for Colin Tizard. I, I just kind of... The thing with Alexia Denuts is I don't think he's a superstar. I, I I think he's a pretty decent horse. Will he ever be rated 160? I'd be surprised. He, he gets the job done, and God, is he tough. Yeah. He's tough, and he's a hard horse to pass. He'll be scrapping in the last furlong up the hill. Yeah, but... Maybe it's because he just he doesn't win races by very far. Yeah, maybe that doesn't impress you. No, and it's weird. It's weird because normally it's the exact sort of profile I, I'd be all over for a supreme horse. I, I don't quite get it with him. Mm-hmm. I don't quite see it. I watched the Tolworth again yesterday and I, I'm kind of of the opinion with Cheltenham providing a stiffer finish. And I know Alexi Dennis has won that. I'm not sure whether... Grandson seem could well have got to him. Yeah, you know, o- over a stipper and a longer running. You know, there's there's not very much space between the last flight at Sandown mm. and the finish. Mm. I, I I can't knock him, but he's not for me at all. Yeah, I, I can see I can see uh, there's positives and negatives for him, but that I'm more positive for Alexia this season. Mister Fisher is a horse who I think's overpriced, he's massively overpriced. Eleven to one's a second string for Nicky Henderson. He's Obviously won won the race at Kempton and Boxing Day, the Altior won in his novice hurdle campaign. Good horse in behind him that day, Rouge Viff, who was a winner of the Grade 2 at Kelso at the weekend, and Thomas Darby, who I will talk about later. Uh, and then beat Bright Forkest at Haydock. I, I guess people's issue with Mr Fisher is the fact that he looks like a speed horse yeah. and that Cheltenham might not play to his strengths. You could say that, but I saw a different side of Mr Fisher at Haydock. I saw a scrapper side of yeah. him. Haydock's not an easy track, and the ground was soft, and normally on the ground soft, it's heavy at yeah. Haydock. Yeah. And I saw more than just a speed horse. I saw quite a versatile individual who could possibly have a serious say in the, in, in the uh, Supreme. Yeah, he's one, he's one I quite like. The thing is, I like a lot of them, but That's they're the all thing. at fairly big prices. That's the thing. They're all at fairly big prices. Mr. Fisher would be on my shortlist, so it, it really would be. He, I, I've, I think I've been more impressed with him this year than I have been with Alexia Denuts. Yeah. Or, or even Al Dancer, probably. Well, the f- Fakir Dudery, Alexia Denuts, and Mr. Fisher are the top three on my shortlist. The one I have backed, and probably my selection for the race, is Grand Sonse. At 12 to 1. Grand Sancy. Yeah, another second season novice. <laughs> you know, wasn't a bad juvenile last season after. Didn't didn't get didn't get a win under his belt, but didn't run badly in defeat. And ended up running he ran in the Adonis last season, I think, like yeah. a Rhodesian one. Yeah. Look, I just like the way he's taken a step forward. 
he beats. every time this season. He was fourth in the Ladbrook, and if you look at that, the horses ahead of him are Mahead, Lisp, and Western Rider, who are top end 140s, bottom end 150s, handicap hurdlers. And even if you look at his form last time in the Kingwell, he beat Vision de Flore, who then went out and won the game Spirit at Fontwell. And National also, Spirit. Yeah. National Spirit, sorry. And also so beat Royal. So Royal. So yeah, he's, he's solid. And I, I I think that's stronger form. That's better form than what Aldanza's been beating. Yeah. I, I think twelve. To, I think he's the most overpriced horse at the festival. Is it because he's not got a flashy profile? Yeah. I've, I I don't think he's the most flashy of horses, but to have won an open grade two, and they were, you know, it wasn't a particularly weak one. Soul Royale and Vision Defoe were good horses. Solid. And he's beaten them, giving weight to Soul Royale as well. You know, I, I, I don't understand, I don't get why he's the price he is. I get the vibes that I tweeted about Gonsons the other day, saying he's the most overpriced horse of the meeting. Paul Nichols liked it. Mm. So to me, that, that suggests they're pretty confident. Mm-hmm. I'd suggest and his one yeah he'd be my selection yeah I, I think I've made a pretty decent case with him that I'd expect him to reverse at all with form uh, Classical Dream and Aramon both pretty matched for Willie Mullins uh, will Classical Dream run here I think that I think they'll 10 more to the Ballymore and for me I think he's a supreme but if, if they've got Aramon they'd quite happily Rather split them up, and maybe it's the case of Ruby Walsh wants to ride both of them, and maybe he wants to ride one in the Supreme and one in the Ballymore. And if he wants to do that, fire away. But for me, I think Classical Dream should stay in the Supreme. Only a head between them last time at uh, Leopardstown in the Grade One, yeah. And I thought Classical Dream was beat, and he ra- rallied like no one's business. And Aramon, previous to that though, Aramon had also won a grade one at Leopardstown over Christmas demolishing a field by a comfortable margin and I liked Aramon until his run last time where he just didn't look like he wanted it as much I don't know why I I thought he was a little bit disappointing I thought he was going to go past classical dream and he never did I mean I'm just watching the race again now how strong do you think the Irish Novice are? It's very, very strange. It's odd that, for, that yeah. the top six in the market, well, barring Fakir Udari, the juvenile, you know, all the top ones in the market are British. It's There's odd. no Irish hot pot for the Supremes. Normally, year. every year, you Willie know, Mullins. Without, without a juvenile who, on a not in a normal year, wouldn't be running here. This, this zero Irish. You know, vi- uh, realist- well, not realistic, but favoured Irish contenders. I think I think Cheltenham looks like it'll suit Classical Dream. Yeah. I think a stiffly run two miles will be what he wants. Mm-hmm. Again, how how good is the form? To be fair, is they both pulled fairly clear of the horse in third vision de Nair. Mm-hmm. Look, he's available to back up four teams, and I wouldn't put anyone off that. Com- completely see where you're coming from, and... Is Aramon pretty exposed, though, for the He is, but I think he'll show he's running. I think he'll be there. He'll be he'll be up in the first six, I'd say. OK, we'll talk about some of the ones at bigger prices now, because I've got two horses who I think will both run big races. Both shown strong form early in the season, Itchy Feet and Thomas Darby. Jim, do you have an opinion on either of them two before I... 
I, I can see where you're coming from with Thomas Darby, and I can see where you're coming from both, but I'd rather listen to you try and whittle an explanation of 33 to 1 shots. Right, Itchy Feet beat Grand Mm-hmm. back at uh, Kempton, right at the start of the season. Listed race. Not been seen since he was a length and a uh, quarter behind Alexia de Nuts in the, uh, in the race at, oh, at Cheltenham in November. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, right, there's a length to make up, and you, you can bet Ollie Murphy will have improved Itchy Feet in, in, the, in the time he's been off. I, I, I liked his attitude when he beat Grand Sonsi as well. You know, he, he was game. Gronsonsi came at him with, with a run. I, I mean, maybe that could be a doubt about Gronsonsi because he did the same to Alexia de Lutz and didn't get past him. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think because he's been off for so long, he's, he's kind of been underappreciated. A quickly run two miles is exactly what he wants. Yeah. I, I think, and I think 25 is a massive price. Exact same for Thomas Darby, really. You know, beat Alexia de Lutz right at the start of the season at Cheltenham. He was... I think the very first eye-catcher of the week mm-hmm. on the podcast. We were both very strong with him early on in the season. Yeah, when you know he, he won a race despite doing practically everything wrong. And he's still kind of done a few things wrong. Uh, you know, he'd been beaten twice this season. But Jesus, if you ha- I was, it was a, a bit of a uh, pipe opener at Taunton last time. He didn't have very much to beat. But he did it in a much more professional manner than he had been doing. It's just getting Thomas Darby to harness his ability. Yeah. He's evidently got so much natural talent. But God, he's raw. Yeah. He's so raw. And I, I think a quickly run two miles is exactly what he wants. Yeah. It'll give, give him a pace to aim at. I think that'll see him to best effect than a, a slowly run race where he's got to speed up quickly. Give him something to aim at. Give him something to concentrate on a target. And I think 25 is massive. Yeah. I really do. They'd be my three grandson, CHE Fee and uh, Thomas Darby. I like all three of them, and two of them are 25 to 1. There's two at bigger prices that I like. The Big Bite, I think, was slightly disappointing last time at, at Kempton behind Mr. Fisher. But I took Morton, didn't jump very well, and Tom George, George's horses haven't really run very well so far this season, but he always gets them prime for Cheltenham. So I could see Tom George's. Gelding running slightly better. Uh, He's a big raw type as well, so I think he'll progress next season even better and I can see him going over a fence in time. And also, I'll just give a shout-out to Brandon Castle. He was a decent flat horse and he's done nothing wrong in his three hurdle starts and all three have come at Plumpton. And I I think he's a nice front-running sort and over time he could be a decent animal over hurdles, and also you've got the fact that you can go back over uh, on the flat. So I, I, I like them too, but my main three, I, they're all up there in the market, but Fakir Dudarif wins for me, Alexia Danutz and Mr Fisher take up the placings. What about you, Lou? Uh, Grand Sonsi, the one for me. Winner? Yeah, but I'll, I'll probably back Thomas Darbet and Itchy Vita as well. I think they're massively, massively overpriced. Yeah. We'll move on now to the next novice hurdle, which is the Ballymore. Registered as a Bearing Bingham, I think we'll call it. I yeah. like calling races the proper names, you'll know that. If you're, if you're a regular listener, Champ heads a market generally 11 to 4, 3 to 1, 5 to 2, uh, you know, those sort of odds. Battle, battle over Doyens, General 4s, 7s classical dream. Shorter in this now. 
Then he is to the Supreme. City Island Nines, Tens Brewing Up a Storm and Birchdale. Angel's Breath is uh, varies between sevens and fourteens. I mean, I think he'll run in the Supreme. It was just it a question mark between the die die Walters colours, wasn't he? Whether yeah. he wanted two in the same race. Commander of Fleet, he looks like he's going for the potato race. Then 14, Sam's profile. Honeysuckle looks like she's going for the mares. Jim, uh, we'll start with Champ. He's a pretty solid favourite. He is, and three to one's a decent price in places. I, he, he thoroughly deserves to be favourite. He is the standard setter. His win last time out in the cello is solid. He, he beat Getaway, Trump, Kateson, brewing up a storm. Solid form there. He, he's slowly progressed through handicaps, and he deserves to be the favourite. And if... If you could get three to one, that's still around on him, I'd back him. He, he, he is the he is the solid, solid protagonist in this race. Yeah, I'd 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 be re- again another second season novice. It's quite a lot of. It of seems to be a reoccurring out, a thing this, this year. Season. Yeah, he's not really shortened as well since he's been in the Ballymore. He's been a solid favourite for the race almost all year. Uh, sorry, in the in the Chalo. I. I I find him hard to knock. I've kind of been waiting after he won the Ballymore. I've ki- the Chalo. Keep calling it. This <laughs> is about it. second time. Uh, after he won the Chalo, I've kind of been waiting for someone to come out and impress me more. And nothing has. No, well, something has, but at a, at a fairly big price in this. We'll get. We'll touch on that later. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably back him. I'll probably back Champ. I think Freeze is pretty good value. Not nothing as as of yet has come out. And said to me, "I'm a this is a, I'm a better horse than Champ." Yeah, I think the track will suit. Proven at the trip, he's just solid. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he doesn't hasn't quite hit me in the face as a potential future superstar, but just seems very, very, very solid. Yeah, I, c- I can completely see where you're coming from, and I'd be interested to see if uh, Aidan Coleman gets the ride on this as well because he's rode it a bit this season and. I know it might not happen, but Aidan Coleman deserves bigger rides in better races. So, battle over Doyen looks like he'll be the Irish, the uh, the main Irish challenger in this. Again, uh, winner of the Grade One at Nace on his last start. What do you make of him, Jim? I mean, he's still unbeaten. I think he's solid. Uh, I I thought he was going to get beat. He he sort of just got niggled coming to the second last and the last, and he just carried on finding for pressure. I I think over time he will want slightly further, but at the minute probably safe to stick to two mile four. And the form of that race, it's 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 not the middling, strong. but it's all it's not they've the all strong. been like that in Ireland this season. And it's a massive difference in the ground this season in Ireland because it's normally soft and it's been good good ground all all year round. And I, I do think that Battle Over Doyen. We'll have a serious chance, and especially with a price tag of 235000 he's going to have to live up to the big reputation that he's had for the O'Leary's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a horse it seems like they like a lot. Big, big purchase from point to point, won't they? Mm. A classical dream, Jim. I can see why they'd step him up in trip. Yeah. I can see why they'd step him up in trip, and he'd have a chance. You know, he's... He, I, I, I was impressed with... I don't think this is as strong a race as a Supreme mm-hmm. in terms of strength in depth. I, I think he'd have a solid chance, mate. Yeah, I, I could completely see where you're coming from. He, he rallied under pressure last time, as we've talked about previously, and I, I think he would be there or thereabouts. And 
I, he's not a price for me that I want to be backing, though. No, you see that City Island's an interesting one. Wide margin winner last time out. 5-1 to one on he was in what was a pretty poor race. Won a quite a decent maiden before that, though. Interesting that he's this short with maybe not too high-profile connections, Martin Brazil. Yeah, uh, he... I, I was a bit disappointed last time. He didn't win as impressively as I thought he was going to for a one to five shot. And I know that he was still won by seven lengths. But for a shrewd trainer, there's always this shrewd Irish horse. And I feel like this is him. And But I the market's like, priced him up like he's at. On, it, on form, he should be about 16. Yeah, for me, he should be a massive price. And eight, there's eight to one there, seven to one in a, one place. He's not. He's not for me at all, and he wouldn't need to improve significantly on his run last time. And although he has had some decent runs behind some decent horses, he, I, I'm not. The Irish novices have not impressed me as much as normal, and I think he may struggle here. Yeah, I I I can see where you're coming from. I like City Island. I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's much of a prize. So, at general nines. Brewing up a storm, Jim, is a horse you're a massive fan of. I, I think he'll run a massive race in this, and I'm, I think he'll reverse the terms with Champ from early on in the season in the Chalo, as we've previously talked about. I, I didn't think the race went to suit in the Chalo. I thought he was slightly, it was slowly run and for, ridden for a quick turn of pace, and that really didn't suit him. I, I, I was, he, he would have won last time. Would he have beat Birchdale in your opinion? I, I think he would have won. Yeah, I, I think he looked a likelier winner than Birchdale. And it it wasn't wasn't a nasty fall at the last, I don't think, but it could be difficult to recover without another run since that. He may have flashbacks if he's in the lead coming back. So I, I've liked him since he was uh, running in National Flat races. So I, I, I think he's a solid each way bet at 12-1. to 1. Give me a reason why you think he'll turn the tables with Champ. I think it'll be a quicker run race, which I think will suit and let him settle a bit better. And I think that the race will flow, fall apart and he'll be charging up that hill. Using that sort of logic then, would you not give a chance to Burke Stale as well, who looked like a strong stale? Yeah, I wouldn't. And I'd even possibly... He's been talked about going for the Albert Bartlett. Yeah. And I think I'd probably edge more towards that. He looks like a bit of a plodder. He didn't do much in front when he, when Bruno Upperstone fell last time. I, I do like Birchdale a lot because I thought the Warwick form was really strong. If you look at Clarendon Street, he's come out since and won impressively at Weatherby. Uh, John John Beebe's come come out and won as well. There's there's positives for that race all all the way around. Sham shoot. Samburu Shuja. That's the one. Hobbs he's he's since come out and won at Chepstow. I he's got really st- solid form from that first time out novice at, at Warwick, and I think he'd be suited more by the Albert Bartlett personally. All right, well we'll talk more about him in a bit. Then Angel's Breath. Look, it, the vibes you're getting is that Hendo wants to hold the Supreme. Yeah. Hendo wants to go for the Supreme, so I'd be surprised if he turned up here. The horse I've backed for this race. And I really, really like him. In fact, borderline obsessed is Beakstown. Yeah. The absolute monster. Big unit. Really impressive winner, Matt Warwick, last time. And again, 
he's 16 to 1. I know they weren't mega sure about whether to go to Cheltenham with him, were they? Because, you know, they see him as a proper future chaser. Yeah. You know, anything he seems to, anything he does, achieves over hurdles, is basically a bonus for them. Do you think no. the form of that race has taken knock, knocks though since? Yeah, look, it's it's not it's not great. You know, Stony Mountain has since been beaten in that race. Uh, Lesnar Garoska one, hasn't he? Yeah, at Haydock and Finnbarn, he's not been as impressive, and he. And also, if you look at Tidal Floor, who was back that day, a long way back, obviously, somewhat went miss. He's come out and finished it. I was quite disappointed with his run behind Emmy Tom. But do you not think these bags of improvement in Beakstown? There is, but I think... He's it, so, he's, again, he's so raw. I think it's more next season. I, I tend to like that Warwick race as well. Mm-hmm. You look okay. at Mr. Whipton Paisley Park in last year's renewal. Yeah, as it, it, it's consistently underrated. The new one was a good winner of it. Willoughby Court mm. won this after winning up at Warwick. It's a track that's pretty similar to Cheltenham in terms of layout. You know, it's an undulating left-handed course. If a horse got runs well around Warwick, I'd tend to think Cheltenham won't be an issue for him. Yeah, I I just like the way it's likely to be a strongly won race, which should suit Beakstown. You know, two five will probably end, probably end up being on the short side for him in time. I I, I just like him at the prices. I think sixteens is massive. Yeah. I, I I'd happily admit that maybe he's not. You know, the horses he beat at Warwick maybe weren't as good as some of the some of the other ones in this. But he's so scopey. Yeah. I, I, You're a big I, I, sucker for a. I'm a, I'm a big, big sucker gang. for a big unit. Yeah, yeah. I am a big gangly, chasing type over hurdles, and may, maybe I've fallen into that trap again. But I'd be fuming if he won and I didn't back him. Yeah, I, I do have doubts because he's obviously a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But I, I I like him. Yeah, I really like him. He's, he's a novice. That win at Warwick was a novice hurdle performance that's almost impressed me most this season. Yeah. Yeah, are, are there any ones at a bigger price, Jim? That you could give a chance to. Sam's profile looks like he might go for the Albert Bartlett runner yeah. up to Battle Over Doyen the, in that Grade One. There's two two in this race who I think are slightly overpriced. A lower, uh, Willie Mullins is one, one a yeah, nice general sixteen. One a nice Grade Three at Clonmel last time. I was impressed, progressing with each run, and I, th- I think this is also entered in the Supreme. But I, I'd be longer edgy. trip, yeah. I'd be edging over that as it's won over it last time. And also, I think Jarvie's plate slightly overpriced. And I'm willing to go again with Jarvie's plate. He was disappointing last time behind Birchdale uh, in the race we've, we've talked about with Bruno up a storm falling. But previous to that, on New Year's Day, he beat, I can't explain, impressively. And he's been running at Cheltenham this season a fair, a fair bit. And he knows the track. And I think he could be the solid each way player in this for me. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, Jim. Uh, do you have a selection? Yes, my selection is brewing up a storm. He is my main one for this race. I think champs are likely to win up, but I think Beaks down is definitely worth an each way bet. Yeah, I really do. But I, I think champs are pretty solid favourite at three. I'm I'm looking to oppose champ. And 
Bruno plus Storm is the main protagonist for me. Right, the next the next race we'll talk about, not really a novice race because it's not over hurdles, but the champion bumper. We're we're included in this. Joint favourites most places, Blue Sari and Envoy Allen getting the queue about eight meticulous is tens, twelves abracadabras and sempo, as is Master Debonair. Fourteens as for glory, Eden de Who. Uh, um, Mount Leinster, Time Hill as well, then bigger prices for horses like the Glancing Queen, All Right Sunshine, Barnes, Demott. Uh, Jimbo, Blue Sarry, a horse you're a massive fan of. Yeah, I catch her the week as well, a few weeks back when winning mightily impressively at Goran Park, beating a nice horse of Joseph O'Brien's by 11 lengths, and has recently been purchased by JP McManus. Obvious, solid potential. I think he could be anything... He he stayed. He, he went wide round the bend at Goran, and it's not often they stay wide. That was the day I think of the Thaisties. Yes, it was. Yeah. And he he flew home, and I think he's full of potential and could be a future superstar, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, good shout. I mean, is he short enough for what he's actually achieved? He so is far? short. Five to one is a short price, and at, looking at it, five to one. Far too short. I, a couple of weeks ago when he won that race, he was 12s, 14s. Since JP McManus has bought him, he's halved in price. That's not a negative. I think he I think he wins for me. Envoy Allen, another big money purchase for Chiefly Park. He he jointly heads a bit in my blue sorry. I mean, already won a top bumper at the Dublin Racing Festival this season. Is he the one to beat? Does Blue Sarri need to improve to beat Envoy Allen? He does. He is the standard setter. I thought he was going to get beat last time. Uh, he was... I thought that Abracadabras was going to pass him. I th- and I thought it was a good piece of race riding by Jamie Codd. He didn't... Although Abracadabras ran out, he didn't interfere it. He stuck to the rail. He looked like he wanted further, I thought. Yeah, but the Cheltenham bumper is also Jesus Christ relegate won it last season. And this and she year, needs, she needs three miles. Yeah, I can I can completely see where you're coming from there. Do you think that Envoy Allen's been put in this just to recover Malone Road? Oh no! Well, it, look, they're both big money purchases with big reputations, and I don't think you can knock anything Envoy Allen's done so far this season. I don't think Abracadabra's was getting past him. Do you not think? No, I, I don't. I don't think he was. I think he was. I think Envyla was holding him. I, I, I like that he had to have a bit of a scrap. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, add to his education rather than just wide margin victories in poor fields. I like that his form links him well with Meticulous, who was runner up to him that day, and Abracadabras. I've backed Meticulous. I think at about 18s yeah. each way. Look, there's no way he should have been four times the price of Envoy Allen after a beating by a length. Abracadabras as well would have probably been less than a length behind him. And you can make cases for both of them at 12s and 10s. Yeah. Uh, Getting the queue, winner last time out in the fog at Exeter. I mean, first of all, Jim, could you see it? And secondly, what do you make of him? Yeah, I was impressed last time. He sort of just appeared from the fog and I thought that he he wasn't travelling as well. 
when I last saw him and then he came out and he absolutely battered the field and he's the main English p- person in this race. English person? Oh. Horse. Horse. I've, I've used the word protagonist too much. Yeah, I don't know. You, you want <laughs> yeah, go to go for it I was going to go for it again. You were going to go for protagonist so we, so we went with person. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he is the, the main farm horse yeah. from the English side of the channel. The channel. Oh, I, he, he's not fresh. Jim's lost his marbles. Jim's lost his marbles. Too much Cheltenham thinking, and his brains are falling out of his ears. Uh, Sempo, who isn't a French person, is an Irish-trained horse <laughs> by Joseph O'Brien. Took him a while to come to the boil, but he's he's looked really smart last time. Wide margin winner at Furless last time out. I mean, that was a destructive performance. I, I was wowed by that performance and he he didn't like you've said already he, t- he took a time to come to the boil and he's one out of three and now I think he's he's announced himself on the scene and I think he could be the solid each way value is he not a short price for a horse who's won one out of three races I know he did it really well last time but if yeah for example if you were to look at someone like Eden De Who or ask for glory. Yeah. In comparison to them, I, c- I could see where you're coming from, but I, although Jordan, you never trust these Irish bumpers, and they always could spring a, a massive. It could be a superstar, it could be anything, but I think I'd rather back Semple than Eden Who and ask for glory. Master Debonair, Jim, wasn't he an eye-catch with the week right at the start of the season when he won that bumper? You were, you were really keen on him, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, not been seen since. And the horse he beat in second time, Hill, as well. He's all he's a, seems like an each-way player in the market for this at a general 20s. I, I like that. Yeah, because I, you I, also like Kisses for Katie in that as well. He's yeah, third. and gone on to do, what are we saying, Jim? Diddly squat. Well, to be fair, she's only ran one since. So at, at in a mare's listed race, so you can't yeah. really slag her off that much. But course and distance form solid. Yeah. Uh, obviously, being targeted at this race, you can only run four times in bumpers. This is an obvious target, and I think Master Debonair will be there about there or thereabouts. It's just a question mark about the layoff. Yeah. Are there any others, Jim? You'd give a chance to at. At a big price? For me, I think the market is mostly up front, in my opinion. Hugo's other horse won well last time and closely, closely to, related to Q-Card, so I better give a mention because Q-Card won this race. Yeah, well, uh, what odds what is he doing? He's roughly about 50 to 1. Yeah, fair shout. He's, he's in the uh, Stuart colours. Stuart family colours. Uh, but other than that, there's nothing at massive prices. Daylight Katie... Could also be an interesting type. Thirty-three to one, got given a bizarre ride by David Dunstan. Uh, two starts back, went off firing and then came back to him and then rallied on the running just, just to get nabbed on the line. And most impressive last time when winning comfortably at Goran. So th- there's there could be each way players in this for me, but at this moment in time, I'm all I'm all over blue. Sorry. Yeah, there's a few I like as well. I'd give Eden De Hoo a mention as well. I know you've all, you spoke briefly about him. looked looked like a horse with a fair bit of stamina when he won at 
Ascot uh, just before Christmas, and that that race has worked out pretty well. The, the Glancing Queen and Enrillo yeah. were in behind, who neither of them are mugs. Uh, I think NY Allen is the right favourite, Yeah, if I'm honest. And I'd rather be with him than Blue Sari if I were to pick one of the two. I've backed Meticulous at a big price. I won't back him at 10s. I, th- I say I think I got him at 16s or 18s. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I, I think he's he's got a fair chance. Uh, but M. Violin for me is the likeliest winner. Yeah. But it, it's it, look, it's a champion bumper. If if if, if you fans, if you see Summer at forty to one, go for it. I, I won't put you off. No, look look at look at the past winners. Relegate what twenty fives. William hey. William Williams horse at twenty fives. Briar Hill was twenties. You know, Q card was forty to one. Fiona was fourteens, I think, yeah. if I remember rightly. I bat Fiona. Q card was forties mm. the year he won. You know, we know very little about these horses. You know, if if if, if you have a squeak at a big price, I would not put anyone off. Yeah. Unless they are a French person. Uh, the triumph hurdle now for the juveniles and Sir Eric, a general even money favourite. Seems like the Irish banker of the week. It does. In a lot of people's eyes. Uh, Kel de Stan, my boy, 7-1. to one. Uh, Fakir Dudery can be back to prices as big as 11s with Betfair. That's ridiculous. He's a general 5-1, to one, but he's more likely to go for the Supreme, we think. The same owner and trainer as Sir Eric, so it would make sense to split them. Pick Dore, unraced in Britain, 10s. Similar price as Tiger Tap Tap. Gardens of Babylon is 12s. Band of Outlaws as well. Will he run here all the Fred Winter? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ajale, then his 16s, as his Pentland Hills and bigger prices. The remainder, I mean, Jim, we'll start with Sir Eric. Really good horse on the flat. F- you know, third in a, great, in a group one on the flat. On, Ari- on Champions Day. Yeah, it, it's rare a horse as good as this goes jumping. And also, he's still a full horse. As well, he is. Uh, See, that'd be my tactic, Jim. That'd be my tactic. If I were Jiggins Town, every filly he has, <laughs> put in that paddock and watch Sir Eric lose his mind. <laughs> Would that be your plan to try and get him beat then? Yeah. I, I, it's not. We're both men, Jim. Yeah. We're both men. We know what women do to us. <laughs> Sir Eric's only a man. Sir Eric's only a man, and it, well, he'll be a randy young boy. Are you just against him because you're on KD Stan? No, oh God, no! Sir Eric's a, a right favourite, and if I, I've been on Kelder Stan since since he won the race at Chepstow. Yeah. Do you think that Sir Eric's too short of even money? No. I I I think he's a certainty. Yeah, I, he's pretty much. But I say I, I still wouldn't look. I, I wouldn't swap my ticket. Kelder Stan at twelves. I wouldn't swap my ticket for that with Sir Eric at even money. No. Each way. I can't see Keldersan being out of the free. He's a proper triumph. The, the season has gone so well this so far that he's had a long season and he might just find this too much. He was better than ever last time at in the he, Victor Lazor. He, he was. I thought, I thought that was his hardest assignment yet, beating Torpillo, and he smashed him up. Yeah, a perfectly acceptable response. But for me, I, I'm sort of against Kedistan. I don't know why. Maybe because he's not got the flashy profile to win a, a Triumph Hurdle. One but of my favourite when races. Do, when do flashy horses win the Triumph? Apples Jade got beaten it by Ivanovic Gorbatov. Yeah, that, that race you know that year I mean? was unreal. It, it was unreal. Planned his oboe fraud on 
Just to name a few. All beaten by a 138-rated hurdler. Ridiculous, Brilliant. isn't it? Brilliant. Pick, Do- pick Dory. Could could be absolutely anything. Uh, yeah, not, big reputation for Paul Nichols. Not seen on these shores this, so far at all for Paul Nichols. And Harry Derham said he's absolutely lightening up the gallops at Ditchy. And if if he lives up to the reputation, he could be a superstar. Can you think of any f- first-time Paul Nichols runners that have ever ran at Cheltenham? Or Petit Soir. Or Petit won, won the Coral Cup first time out since joining from France. He's a three-time winner in France. Pick Dore. Uh, two second-place finishes as well from five starts over hurdles. He doesn't lack for experience. And if Paul Nichols has brought him on, he's got to be a contender, but you are basically betting blind. I, I, I think I think you're... Well, to be fair, you need sectioning. If if if, if you back a ho- if you back a horse on the basis of reputation alone, yeah, because you know, if, if stable if, whispers, yeah, if every if you did that with every horse, you'd be skinned, wouldn't you? No, I mean you'd be on giving me a copper foot gold cup, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know it, it doesn't always work out like that. Tiger tap tap beaten twice by Sir Eric so far this season. I can't see him reversing. The I was form. Like, I was very disappointed with him last time uh, behind Sir Eric and. Gardens of Babylon. I, I thought he'd run closer. I backed him. I thought he'd reverse the form, and I don't know what went wrong. He, he he'd be willing of his chance in this, and I'd like him more than Pick Dory. Yeah, I, I don't think he's either of them have a chance. Gardens of Babylon, though, he's he's a proper horse. He's been solid. Solid. He, he's run behind. Sir Eric and Surin in, in two decent races in Ireland and I, I think he is the each way playing this. Oh big time. Because he has also beat Surin. So he's been he's beaten once and then got beat under the penalty. And last time a fastly a fastly run race will suit him because he needs to come from the back and he needs to settle early. Yeah. Again, Gardens of Babylon to me strikes me as a triumph type. Yeah, you know, a horse who won't be knocked about. He 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 won't mind. A, he'll he'll appreciate a fast pace. Mm. Won't mind a little bit of argy bargy, that sometimes comes about in the triumph. You know, he'll probably stay further in time. I wouldn't put anyone off backing him each way at the uh, at the prices. Anyone at a bigger price, you can give a shout to Band of Outlaws if he comes here rather than going for the Fred Winter. Yeah, I think I'd personally rather go for the Fred yeah, Winter. Well, tell them suit him. I'm not, a six furlong I'm, not qu- I'm not quite sure. He, he, he's the race suited him last time for the turn of pace, didn't he? Yeah. And going an end to end gallop might not play to band Pentland, about stress. Pentland Hills could be a a decent challenge. Is that the owners' group horse. Decent challenge. Yeah, decent challenge. The ex Chris Wall, uh, Chris Waller. No. No, he's the Australian. Oh, Chris Wall. We've had a mental breakdown today. It's been awful, but. I've done a lot of podcasting, boys. Give, give Jimbo a rest. <laughs> uh, but I was impressive in the maiden hot hurdle that he ran at Plumpton a couple of weeks ago. He beat the Flying Sofa, and we know about him. He, he's solid. I think that he could be slightly overpriced in this and won't rule him out as well. And also... General Co- 16's Pentland Hills. Core Sublime. I was, a, I was thinking he was going to win the Triumph before Christmas. Uh, he he would have won on Boxing Day if he'd not come down in the Grade Two Frank Knight Juvenile. So 
I'd possibly say him, but I was slightly disappointed with his run last time in the Red Mills trial over hurdles when Durasso won. Yeah, he absolutely got stuffed, but that was against all the horses. He, he was receiving the weight, but struggled. It's a foggy sort of race this year because I can only see Sir Eric winning, personally. Yeah. I, I mean, look, as I said before, I'm a big Kelder Stan fan. Sir Eric is the likeliest winner, though, in my opinion. Even money, he's the right favourite. And, look, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up going odds on because, I say, all the Irish seem to be on him. But, again, I still think eights each way is a fair price for Kelder Stan to come in the free. Yeah. You, if, if, if you're playing a quarter odds, that's eight to one for the best English juvenile so far this season. Mm-hmm. And he's a proper solid battling type. I wouldn't put anyone off back in Kelvin. Even though the best English juvenile is about to run on Thursday. Oh, Miranda's back. Yeah. Yeah, Miranda's back after winning on debut as well. Well done to Jimbo. You could have had Pentland Hill. Could have had Pentland Hill. I could be at Cheltenham, but instead I've got a nice type for entry that'll glide in the four-year-old hurdle. And the last novice hurdle of the week is the potato race. The Albert Bartlett, uh, Lisnagar Oscar, heads of market sixes, sevens for commander of fleet, Dicky Diver sevens as well, Birchdale is between sevens and tens, again, up in the air as to his plans. Same with Alaho, who Jim mentioned earlier regarding the Ballymore, he's about tens, battle over Doyen as well, although it seems more likely he's going for the Ballymore. Relegate, general ten to one, then Derrin Ross is twelves, as is Rhinestone and bigger prices then for horses like Sam's Profile, who I think is a proper, proper stayer. Dinon, Salsaretta and Jarvis Plate. Uh, Jim, we'll start with a favourite, listen to Gar Oscar. I mean, he, he's got what you'd probably call a proper potato race profile. I'm a massive fan of this race and the first three in the market I think will run cracking races. Listen to Gar Oscar's win last time at Haydock took me away he 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 sort of sat behind the leaders and had an explosive turn of foot for a, 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 heavy, a soft soft haydock i'd say it was classed as good but in my opinion it was soft i've watched that race twice since then i think the form's strong Ask ben had had a solid chance in this but had form knocks and i think that lisnagar oscar is the horse to beat in this after that nice run in the novice hurdle at Chepstow, where that nicely links into Dickie Diver, who was second. He's full of potential, Dickie Diver. He could be the unexposed of the festival. He's got a bit of a profile, Dickie Diver, like Santini in last year's. Yeah. Where he's this big, massive horse that travels well from the Henderson Yard and could be the be the true person's bet of the festival and and I was taken away he didn't jump very well last time at Chepstow he's not a shrewd person's prize though is he no he don't know what he's doing yet he's, 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 diver. he's not a clue and I think he's a future gold cup winner in the making but whether his head's in the game for something like the Albert Bartlett is could be a different question oh no what 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 was it me and Jim were texting about this race yesterday and uh I, I, I said something along the lines of, I think Dickie Diver's a really smart horse. He's not a potato race type of, And it's almost like what I'd describe as a potato horse. Yeah. Listening to Oscar's fairly well battle-hardened. Battle you know, he's, he's been running against 
also like Rockpoint, who at a massive, massive, massive price, I wouldn't put anyone off backing as well. I think you can get Rockpoint at what, 40s, 50s, something like that. Just scrolling down scrolling the list. Now. Down We're still scrolling. Rock point. Uh, you can Thirty threes. Thirty threes. Yeah, for a horse who's won over course and distance, that, I think that's pretty fair. I'd. Pr- do you know what? I said yesterday my nap of the weeks in this race. The horse I. What well, the horse I think is the best bet of the Cheltenham Festival. You fancy the ears off him. And that's Commander you? of Fleet. Yeah. I don't understand why he's seven to one. I, I'm. I. I think the first. He should be clear, clear, clear favourite. The first three. Will be the first three haul. First three in the betting will be the first three haul. I think a commander of fleet. You backed him last time. I backed Ryan Stone sadly, and Ryan Stone travelled the better, but just got ran out by commander of fleet. And he's been crying out for three miles, hasn't he? Or and he's he's not been campaigned very well. He. It weren't running the Royal Bob. Watson there slagging off the best trainer on earth. Possibly. Gordon Elliott, but who doesn't know he, how to campaign his horses. He ran him in the Royal Bond over two miles. What What is right about that? He, got, he knew... Surely it was worth a try. He was quick enough to win a bump. You know, it, it, the Land Rover bumper. You, you knew he wasn't going to have the turn of foot, That's though, over two miles. To win a grade one over two miles. As soon as he won the Land Rover bumper, we all knew he wanted two-mile four minimum. He won't be in too far, though, by... You know, he was, what, eight lengths behind Quick Grabham, who, who was a speedy. Who was a speedy two-miler. I don't... Well, I, I, I thought it was worth taking his chance in the Royal Bond. Ended up not suiting him. Fair enough. We go again. We go again and we win the grade one over two six at Leopardstown, which he did with a cracking attitude to beat Rhinestone. Because, as you said... I, I think they're both really smart horses as well, and I wouldn't back, put anyone off backing Rhinestone for this. Not sure whether he'll end up running in one of the handicaps, though. But that, that that's what impressed me most, the attitude that Commander of Fleet showed, and the fact that he's clearly a, he's clearly a strong stayer, already a Grade 1 winner. Should I tell you who Commander Jumps of Fleet well. reminds me of? Who? Bog Warrior. Bog Warrior went on to do... Nothing. Yeah. Bog Warrior, he's, I tell you what, that's the name I've not heard in a long, long, long time. He wasn't bad, though, was he? He, he really, really wasn't. And and in the end... It was he, made of spaghetti, wasn't he? He, he? he was, but he he sort of started at two mile and you could see that he wanted three mile. And he, he only ran over it a couple of times, just looking at his form. He won over three mile. He finished fourth over three mile, too. He reminds me of Bog Warrior. I'll tell you what, Jim, that is an absolute throwback horse. <laughs> Genuinely forgot he existed. Uh, Commander of Fleet, though, for me, I, I can't see him getting beat. I think Sevens is a massive price. I think the race, the horses in be- his form, the horses in behind him last time, are probably a bit better than the horses losing the guy. Be, look, well, relegate flew home after not knowing how to jump. She's a champion bumper winner. Rhinestone again. Obvious, really smart yeah, horses. Obviously, bumpers. if you, if you fancy uh, Commander of Fleet, you'll have to fancy Rhinestone. Yeah, you'd give, you'd give him a chance at you know, you, you can back him at sixteens with Hills. The only thing with Rhinestone would be, does he go for one of handicaps, Coral Cup or something like and that? And also, does he stay as strongly over three miles? Because he, he did sort of just get run out, in my opinion, over two miles six. So would the extra two furlongs? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk now about 
Birchdale and Alaho, who are, who we've both mentioned regarding the Ballymore. Birchdale, again, didn't look like a pacey horse when winning that Cheltenham last time. The step up in trip should should suit, but again, lack of experience. Yeah, y- you look at horses who've won this race in the past: Kilbrick and Storm. You know, very wood. There are some proper. You know, Bertie's dream, I think, yeah. a couple of Battle years ago. Battle hardened. Yeah. Mm. Horse, horses who knew how to have a scrap. And often, fairly often, the horse who ends up being the best one out of them doesn't doesn't win it. Mm. Partly down to lack of experience. Santini last season was going to go off favourite for the RSA, beaten in this. I'm struggling to give... Well, no, I can give a chance to Birchdale. I'm, I'm just questioning... As to whether again he's the right sort of profile, similar line of thinking to Dicky Diver. Yeah. Although Birchdale, certainly a far more professional horse at this stage in his career than Dicky Diver. Completely agree. Who, you know, would run backwards if he could. Uh, I'll let you talk about Alaho, Jim. Yeah, I've talked about him previously at the Ballymore trip. He stayed on strongly to win the Grade Three last time. I do think. I. I, I Three miles should be his game because he's won over it previously. Whether he's quite up to this standard is a question mark. He, he again, he's not. He's been quite lightly raced. He's only raced two times for Willie Mullins and previously at Oteil in France. So I, I'm I'm more with the top of the market here. Even though I'm, I've been quite impressed with Darren Ross. Yeah, he's he, he's not off, he's not from a big yard. Doesn't have a flashy profile, but that's that's very much the sort of uh, horse who quite often runs well in this. He, he beat Sam's profile in a Grade Three early on in the season, and uh, I, I thought was very impressive that day, and, and looked like he'd be made for this race. And I could see him probably running into the frame, even with well, he's won a Grade Three and a Grade Two in his last two starts, so he's thoroughly up there with the top at top at this moment in time and I, I think 16 to 1 underestimates him a bit yeah it could be it could be a decent shot that Jim relegate I'd rather run here than in the mayor's race just she looks like an out and out stale you know it wasn't a particularly fast champion bumper she won last season I think this race played her strengths massively and she wouldn't be without a chance if putting her jumping together uh, Commander of Fleet, the one for me though, and I say he's he's pretty close to my nap of the whole festival. Yeah, I'd be with you there, but I can't split Commander of Fleet, uh, Dicky Diver, and Les Nagar Oscar. I can't, I can't split them at this moment in time. I'll probably wait until the day. I I think seven to one, all of them are decent prices, and I'd be willing to back all of them. <laughs> Jimbo Watson there tipping all three favourites. The cutting edge analysis that you tune into Turf Talk for. Uh, uh, that's it for our novice hurdle as preview for the Cheltenham Festival. We're going to go back to back and record the novice chasers now. That episode should be out, what, well, as soon as this one is really. Yep, same day. So if, if you want a Turf Talk marathon, it's in the process for you. Uh, thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you all again very soon see you later